And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shaco Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is J-Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to episode one, two, eight, nine of down two. Dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to theathletic.com backslash down to dunk and get The Athletic for $1 a month for six months. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! Slam throw. And Taylor. City's breaking down on a camel's back. They just have to go because they don't know why. So while you feel the streets, it's appealing to see. You won't get out the country because you're bad and... Sorry, sorry. Got any gorillas fans here? Oh, man. Uh, this guy right here. Love the gorillas. This guy right gorillas. here. Big, big gorilla guy. <laughs> That's the Feel laugh. good. That's the laugh he does. Yeah. Both the animal and the band. True. You didn't specify. Oh, yeah! You did say the gorillas. Gorillas, the gorillas, the animals, the gorillas. Right, gorillas. S, gorillas. A Z. Gorillas. Yeah. I like them both. So the Thunder lost to the Clippers last night, and boo! It, it was not. It was not great. It was a really close game up until it wasn't, and up until it wasn't in the third quarter when the Clippers just rained threes. And it just didn't stop. And suddenly it was like a three-point game. And then it was like, oh, my gosh, they're up by 20. It's over. And I thought a really important part of that game was when the Clippers were going on a run. Shea was set to check in. And Mark said, go sit back down. Which makes me wonder (gasps) if Shea's playing tonight. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's like, hey, we're going to sit. Like, no, we're saving you for tomorrow. Okay. For a game that they think maybe we can get a win. Yeah, we're not like, getting we're not getting this win. Yeah, this one isn't happening. Yeah. Just this is the the way the cookie crumbles this time. Mm-hmm. Let's let's push it to Friday. I hope that's what I hope that's what this is. Yeah, that would be very fun. Mm. Kawhi was a freaking terminator last night. He time. was so focused. Terrifying. And Shea was like equally terrifying he was. during that stretch, but then it was just the role players. Yeah. That just started bombing threes and you're like, man. And you had Dort missing his pull-up J's, and you're like, all right. 
All of them? We're done. What was Dort? One for 11? One of 11. Is that right? Is that what he finished with? Yes, that is what he finished with. It was one three. Yeah. Yeah. But he was not the worst um, plus minus. He was a zero. Um, J-Dub somehow was in minus 26. Isaiah Joe, minus 30. Yeah, we were on the court for the massive run. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> they go on, that's that's how you get there. We were 500 for a little bit. Oh, it felt good. It felt yeah. good. Just for, a taste. For a, for a Wednesday and a mm-hmm. Thursday, we Maybe. were 500. And you know what? Maybe a Friday evening. Don't get ahead of yourself, man. You're counting your chickens before they hatch. I always count my chicks before they hatch. It's like the one thing they tell you not to do. I am always disappointed in my life. I always do that. <laughs> Don't do it. It's called hope. Yeah, I mean, the Clippers shot terribly in that first game, as did the Thunder from three, but they made up for it last night. They shot 48% from three. They hit 18 threes. The Thunder went 13 of 39 from three, 33%. Just not, uh, not good enough there. Mm-hmm. For OKC, I mean that's just that's like just a math game, you know. Mm-hmm. They make threes, we miss threes, we lose by twenty-two. Uh, it's fine, honestly. Splitting with the Clippers was probably the best outcome, like realistically. Like that's a good team. That's a veteran team that you're playing twice in their home arena. Like if you, I think the best case was like winning on the first one, so kind of surprising them a little bit, and then like losing this one and the fact that Shea only played 27 minutes also makes you feel like, okay, like I said before, maybe they actually do play him. Mm. So every time I was watching the game, I'd I'd just be watching and be like, Oh yeah, Russ is on this team. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, well, like in the same game, I'd be like, Oh yeah, that's Russ. He was, he was pretty good last night. He was, he still has these moments where it's like, Classic Russ. The athleticism is still there, you know, mm-hmm. on like a quick drive. Yeah. And he takes off early for a layup and just looks so athletic and mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. It's yeah. impressive still. Yeah. He's still good. And he's been pretty good with the Clippers. Yeah. He ended with 24 points and seven assists last night. Yeah. Yeah. I have no no qualms with how he played last night. It's just like the guys off the bench. They got so many points off the bench. And the Thunder... You know, Jang hit his shots. That was good. Lindy hit a couple threes. But it's just like the actual production off the bench because Isaiah Joe had that laceration and had to leave the the game, and he was kind of out of it. Like mm-hmm. You kind of hope that he's okay. And he was, uh, I mean, he was 0-4, had one assist, one foul. I mean, it's just tough when you just get, like, zero production off your bench, like, J-Dub had a fine game. He had 16 points, three boards, four assists. Shea had 30 in 27 minutes, <laughs> 10 of 15, 9 of 9 from the free throw line. Giddy was playing really well. But I think Dort's 1 of 11, and then just the lack of production off the bench was like the death nail for this team. They just couldn't keep up mm-hmm. you know, offensively with, uh, with the Clippers. Oh, my God. The Clippers bench came in, and it was just like – 150% energy. Bones was on one last night. I know. Terrence Mann was too. Terrence Mann came in, I think had, what, five points immediately. He, yeah, he was like, I'm, you threw me out of this last game. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make my imprint on this one. Yeah. And like, to be fair, he was making an imprint on the last game as well before he got thrown out. But right. 
he was really good. He was really good. Plus 32 for both those guys. And then Batum was awesome in that third quarter in particular. He was ridiculous. He was four of six from three. So not a lot to take away from this game. It just it stinks that it put the Thunder back at 11 uh, in the Western Conference. So they're currently out of the playoff play-in scenario here. Tied with the Lakers, Pelicans, uh, and then the Jazz are half a game back. So And Mavs. So it's all just so jumbled up. The good good news for the Thunder is that they get a chance to play one of these teams in the Lakers and it, with a chance to pass them. So like this is a big one for both teams. There's certainly no LeBron. Let me check their – I don't know if they've submitted their injuries yet. Um, but this is, a, this is a huge game. I feel like I say this before every game now. But this is a really big game tonight in L.A. Well, when the standings are the way that they are, and they're going to be like this to finish out the season, every game is going to be a big game. Every game is a big one. But man. this one specifically, I understand, because it's one of the teams that you, you would pass them in the standings. Yeah. Would you describe it as make or break? No. Would you Not des- yet. Would you describe no. it as this one's for all the marbles? No. <laughs> we may have a marbles game, but this is not the marbles game. Because they have this four game kind of like, this is it's going to get easy. And they need to just take care of business against the Blazers. They need to beat Indy. They need to beat Charlotte and Detroit that back-to-back in OKC. They need to win all four of those. If they yeah. win all four of those... yeah. They're, they'll be looking pretty good. You you can't split those. Even going three and one, which is not bad. I got it would be a bad loss to any of those teams. And if they win, okay, if they beat the Lakers tonight and then they win all four of those, those are the next four after the Lakers game, right? Yeah, they would. Ha- it would be like thirteen and two in their last fifteen. Yeah, if they they may lose one of those four games, but. If they beat the Lakers and then win, th- go three and one, they're still sitting pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, but man, if they, even if they lose to the Lakers tonight, like don't freak out because they have that four games. And if they can take care of business in those four, they'll still be, they'll, they'll be in. They'll be looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very interested to see how they play in LA tonight. But it's an important game. For both teams, Anthony Davis is listed as probable with a right foot stress injury. LeBron's out, obviously. Mobamba's out. They're their two-way guys out, but that's it. Everybody else is playing. Mm. So, and the Lakers since the trade deadline have played really well. They're, they have. They're the best defense in the league since the trade deadline. Um, I didn't know that best defense in the league since yeah. trade deadline. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that's a fact. Dang. Yeah. So it's not going to be an easy one, but it's good that if I mean if Shea doesn't play, we kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah. If Shea and they played a close one in OKC without Shea, but they they need Shea to destroy this team. This team just looks completely different. Like no one really knows what their role is when Shea is not playing. Just yeah. gets kind of scattered. Yeah. 
yeah, they're they're not prepared to play this game. So in net rating, since in the last 15 games, the Lakers are fourth in net rating with the Cavs, Bucks, and Sixers ahead of them. Number one defense. And then the, where are they? 20th ranked offense. So they're kind of similar to the Thunder. Like the Thunder are the 19th ranked offense during that stretch. And then, well, the Thunder are 15th ranked defense during that stretch. So the Thunder are a little bit more mediocre during the last 15 games. So That's interesting because but, the last 15 games have been... But it includes their five-game losing streak for OKC. Oh, okay. So if you like take, take that away, I mean, the Thunder have been good. But that five-game losing streak, if... If this all doesn't work out, you'll be you'll look back at that and be like, mm-hmm. "Why? <laughs> Why?" <laughs> you know, Why? Kenrich goes Why? out, Shea gets COVID, and we talked about it on the show. The last time Jay was here, the last time Jay was you know not embarrassed to show his face on Seriously. the podcast, um, Jay like went off about how they were going to tank the rest of the season, and obviously they're not in that position right now, but it did kind of feel like it at the time. Because they lost five in a row, they had just who did they just beat? They had just beaten the Warriors. They had mm-hmm. just beaten the Warriors, and Jay was still on that train. It was really funny, um, but I I don't know. I'm I'm very intrigued to see how they play moving forward. They're gonna go all out. Like they're gonna want to win these games. They're still gonna tinker. I know I've had a lot of comments and tweets about the Thunder tinkering with their lineups. I don't think that's going to stop until, I mean, if you're in a playoff game, play-in game, I think that they won't tinker as much. But And really, like, who are the only guys that you think should be, um, you know, can get consistent minutes off the bench every night? It's Isaiah Joe. Yeah, who's your – we have – people ask this question. We've I've talked about it with Michele. I think I've probably talked about it with Alex, too. But who's, like, in your nine-man rotation? Okay, in mine, so the four guys off the bench that I would like. Yeah. Starters uh, plus who? Joe Wiggins. Joe, Joe Wiggs. Uh, I guess Sarich. Okay. Because it's like, what else? I'm yeah. going to go with JRE there. Maybe. Really? I don't know. <laughs> I would not. I would not do that. You would not do JRE? No. No. I know. That's why I said Sarich. Yeah. And then I guess who's the fourth guy? Jang or Waters? Waters. Yeah. For sure. I would just play three guys off the bench. Joe Sarge Waters. In the playoffs. Joe Wiggins Waters. Oh, Joe Wiggins Waters, yeah. Yeah. I just go small. I don't think Sarge is bringing you all that much. I would just go small and just... the, The Thunder have played their best with their small ball lineups and just like let Jay will play limited minutes, play small, play fast, shoot threes, drive, try to throw the other team off of what they do. Mm-hmm. I'd bring in Chet. <laughs> I'd bring in Chet off the bench. Uh-huh. Hey, what about Poku? So Joe Masato tweeted last night about Poku coming back. Okay. And so- joining them maybe tonight. That's a very dangerous. Um, this is a dangerous time to to just throw Poku in there to see how this goes, you know? Because it could. We're talking about we're trying to make the play in now. Mm-hmm. And do you really want to throw Poku in when we're about to have an easy four game schedule coming up? 
I do. I do too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You got to do it. Just see what happens. I don't know if this is a fun, let's see what happens time. In the G League, he's been a stat sheet stuffer, one would say. Yeah. Not scoring a ton of points, but like facilitating and rebounding a ton. He'll have like lines of like eight points, eight rebounds, seven assists, three blocks, you know? Yeah. It's just a scary. It's a scary thing. It's just a scary. It's just a scary. I mean, he's going to be a big off the bench. Yeah. Like, would you rather him or Jeremiah play? Like, Jeremiah's going Jeremiah to come in and just be just like a nothing. Like, he's just going to be like around, right. hanging around. You know, in high school, he's that friend that's just like hanging around, not saying anything. Oh, fringe in, guy. Sitting in the corner. Fringe he's fringe guy. <laughs> Right now, Jeremiah's French guy is just sitting over there drinking all your Dr. Peppers. You're like, are you really? What are you doing here? Like, that um, guy's drank four of my Dr. Peppers. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Luke. There's nothing worse <laughs> than the guy who drinks all your Dr. Peppers. <laughs> no. You're the guy who, you wouldn't drink other people's Dr. Peppers because you were always supplying your own Dr. Peppers. It's true. Yeah. I thought I had a Dr. Pepper thief in college, and so I wrote an L on the bottoms of all my Dr. Peppers. So I could, oh, so you could pick it so up. So I could be see. like, ha ha! I never busted anybody because <laughs> it turns out you were just drinking more. I, than just, your I, just, I was like, man, I, I guess I'm just drinking eight Dr. Peppers a day, <laughs> and that was correct. You were you were like just subconsciously grabbing one and drinking it, and you had no idea. I mean, you come home from class, and you first thing you do is slam a Dr. Pepper, right? Just yeah. crush yeah. the can, chug it. Yeah, yeah, just burns. Oh man. Burns yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. So if Jerry's that guy, Poku's the guy who like busts in the door and has like a skirt made of fireworks or something. And just like, <laughs> you just like, either you love it or you hate it, you yeah. know? And so, like, <laughs> I don't. Oh, I love when that guy shows up <laughs> with a skirt of fireworks and he's just blasting Roman candles <laughs> yeah. in the house. That guy's hilarious. Just spinning with Roman candles, just <laughs> blasting your house. You might love that guy. I don't know. Just busting and blasting. <laughs> I'm, I'm very intrigued. I'm very intrigued to see how Poku looks. Yeah. With this team. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm glad he's better. I'm glad he's better too. You know? Better he's, like health wise? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's looked pretty good with, with the blue. And do you think they've been pretty patient with him? I feel like they've been giving him a long time to kind of get Thunder are patient with everybody, yeah. with everything, with every step of the process. So, yeah, yeah that's yeah. like that's a Thunder thing to be patient. So It's a virtue. It is. It is. Patience. Patience is a virtue. It is. Mm. It is one, one of the Thunder virtues for sure. Yeah, I mean, they, they want him to, to feel like he's ready. And, um, yeah, I, I think he'll play. I think he'll play when he comes back. He is, I mean, adding a seven-footer to this team that can hit a shot and make a pass, rebound, is great. It's just, defensively, is he ready to jump back in to something like this, I think is a question mark. And is is he going to be, like, the Poku that was really good? Or what are you doing? I pulled up Warriors of Virtue. You guys oh. remember this movie? No. I do. Do you remember this? I do, yeah. This kid falls into, he's bullied and he's like pushed into a sewer or something. I can't remember how he falls into this land. Well, he goes into this land and there are all these warrior kangaroos and they're called Warriors of Virtue. Wow. Yeah. 
It's a very cool movie. <laughs> I'm really that's, that's actually where Poku has been. <laughs> yeah. He fell into the sewer. He's been in this dark world filled with kangaroo warriors. Mm-hmm. He's that's, learned a lot from them. It sounds like a place that Poku would go. He was there. He kind of looks like, like when I zoom in on their face, he kind of looks like a... <laughs> really? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> not really. No, not at all. I think it looks like his people. That is, I, we've got to move on. Um, okay. Anything else on, so the West standings currently, I think it's good to take, take a look at those. It's, uh, it's, you're feeling a little, a little scared this morning. If you're a Thunder fan, they are 11th at 36 and 37 tied with New Orleans, who's at 10th and the Lakers who are at ninth and the Mavericks who are at eighth and then half a game back of the Timberwolves who are at seventh. And then they are a game and a half back of the Golden State Warriors, who are at six. <clears throat> so, a lot of this will depend on what happens with those four teams. And this Thunder next five game stretch is a is a time for them to take advantage of mm-hmm. a kind of a easier schedule. The Lakers is not easy, but you get a chance to knock off a team that's ahead of you. Yeah, um, but it is second out of a back to back. Good thing is there's no travel involved. Same arena. Same arena, different team. So Do, we'll are see. there different um, away team locker rooms? I don't know if there are different away team locker rooms. I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. I'd be. Is Joe out there? Yeah. All right. Assignment. Let us know, Joe. Let us know. Assignment. <laughs> Assignment. <laughs> Assignment. Uh, okay, let's go to Tayshawn's Factoid f- Victory Mictory. Tayshawn's Factoid Victory Mictory. Tayshawn's Factoid Victory Mictory. What's up, everybody? I'm Tayshawn. This is my Victory Mictory. What is going on? <laughs> Time to talk about Warriors of Virtue. <laughs> warriors of Virtue there trivia. Are, there are five main warriors. <laughs> <laughs> it was just Power Rangers. Go ahead. It was Kangaroo Power Rangers. Yeah, but in a dark world, in a dark foresty world. Anyway, <laughs> Andrew, watch it with your kids. I think you would enjoy it because it's of like a certain era that like would be nostalgic for you. You guys know like watch. the creation of Power Rangers that it was like a completely different show that mm-hmm. they took and whatever. Yeah. No, what is right, it? Whatever. I want to know. No. I'm done talking. It's about basically it. just what he said, but that tells me nothing. It just gives so me- like they have the scenes with the teenage kids that was shot separately from like all the oh. battle. They created like these episodes around these battle scenes of a show that had already existed. Yeah. Oh, it was like a, a an overseas show. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. It was an overseas show, and then they Americanized it and added all these characters. Added the out characters. Of the costumes. Yes. Yeah. And then like form storylines around. Yeah. What was going on? Okay, I think I listened to a podcast about this a long time ago. Now that you say that, yeah, interesting. Now, now you're listening to a podcast about this oh, right whoa. now. <laughs> All right, I just have um, this is just interesting. I was looking up stat leaders and trying to find our Thunder Boys, and so I just have a couple questions here. Okay, Shea is fourth in the league in points. Can you two collectively tell me who the three, the only three players ahead of him in points per game are? Embiid. Mm-hmm. Giannis. No. <gasps> Luca. Yes. One more. Dame? 
Yep. Wow. Those are the only. So Shea is ahead of Giannis, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Kyrie, John Morant, Trey Young. You're going to name oh, every yeah. person in the league. I'm going to go down to 50th. Dylan Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> De'Aaron Fox. Santi Aldama. He is also fifth in the league in steals. Now this is going to be way harder. Yeah, this is way harder. Yeah, this is like, I don't know. There's some obvious ones here, but... uh, DeJounte Murray? No, he's ahead of DeJounte Murray. He's ahead of DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray's 12th. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. This is not going to be good. I mean, you shouldn't know who these are. I just want to bring this up because when I name them, it's mm-hmm. going to be like... It just helps put your star player in... Perspective? Yes, uh-huh. exactly. Uh, Tony Allen. No, that's close. Tony Allen's sixth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll just name them. So first is OG. Oh, you better stop OG. You gotta stop OG. Two is Jimmy Butler. Three is Van Vliet. Four is D'Anthony Melton. And yeah, then fifth, our boy Shea. Wow. That's pretty good, Shea. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And then um, Jalen Williams was, let's see... J Dub is twentieth in steals. That's pretty good in the league. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Per game or total? This is per game. Per game. Okay. Yeah, and now for the rookies, um, let's see here. Jalen Williams is fourth. J Dub is fourth in points per game for rookies. Can you name the three ahead of him? You should be able to do this. Paolo, Matherin, yeah, yeah. and this mm. one kind of surprised me. Is it Jabari? No. Is it Keeks? No. Yeah, I know. Who is it? Jaden Ivey. Oh, Jaden Ivey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Durr. Jabari has worked. I mean, he's fifth now in points per game for rookies. Jaden Ivey's doing his thing. He's playing really well. He's getting all the shots. He's he's playing good basketball for sure. Here's the thing with J-Dub, though. He is so far ahead of all the best rookies in his field goal percentage and his efficiency. Yeah. So he's shooting 51.8% from the field, 34.8% from three. Yeah. Like Paolo's 42 and 28. Yeah. Matherin's 43 and 32. Ivy's 41 and 33. Jabari Smith, 40 and 31. Keegan Murray, 44 and 40. Yeah. I mean, that 40% from. Keegan Murray from three is crazy. It's good. It's good. I just wanted to bring that stuff up, though, to just kind of... We're on this role here, this very positive and hopeful role for mm-hmm. this Thunder team. And I just want to keep everyone engaged. These players are legitimately good. This is not a Homer a Homer thing that we're talking about with these players. Yeah, they're they good. are like... You know, J-Dub is a legitimate Rookie of the Year candidate. He probably won't win. But that conversation is real. Yeah. Shea is a top, easily a top 10 player in the league now. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. He will be top 10 in MVP voting. He will yeah. be all NBA, first or second team. That'll happen. Yeah. I, I think he'll, I think he has a good chance to make first team. I think John Morant's issues make that simpler. I think Steph Curry's injuries make that simpler. I think Dame's team being absolute garbage helps with that um but i think he should probably make first team all nba which if you would have said that before the season right you would have been 
an absolute psychopath. I think we did talk about where where <laughs> is Shay kind of in the NBA rankings? Is he? And I think we decided on top twenty at this. Yeah, top this twenty, top twenty five ish, in that range, and that's where he was last year. Yeah, I mean, he's made a massive leap. From- I know, like the consistency this year is insane. And you watch him against a guy like Kawhi. So you watch whenever you watch your team play against another team, and you notice their star player. There's always this feeling of like, oh my god, that player's so much better than our top player. Yeah. But then you watch last night, and not uh, not really. I mean, like Shea and Kawhi, kind of the same. It was a battle, and it was just like role players were the biggest difference last night. Like mm-hmm. they have all these vet role players that hit a ton of shots, and we had Dort. Clanking shots, you know. Yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi pulling up for mid range hit all of them. Yeah, and then Shea would come down and pull up from mid range too and do the same it. thing. Yeah, so yeah. Last so last season, Shea took eighteen shots a game. This year he's taking twenty. But here's here's where he is on every single stat. So he shot forty five percent from the field last year, fifty one percent this year, thirty percent from three last year, thirty five percent this year. From the free throw line, he took seven free throws a game. Last year, he's taking 10 this year. Uh, he is there. He's about the same in assists and rebounds. Uh, steals, he was 1.3 last year, 1.7 this year. Blocks, 0.8 this year. He's one this year. He is 24, point, 24 points last year, 31 this year. And the defensive part of his game, I feel like, is more noticeable this year. He's a I much feel like better it's, defender. Yeah, it's much, like much better. it's it's a lot louder this year. He last, wasn't he wasn't very good last year as a defender. He just wasn't very good, and wasn't very good the year before either. He was good his first year with the Thunder. He was good with the Clippers, but he was learning how to take on this giant offensive load the the two years before then, and was not the same guy and he's he's been able to add that back into his game he wants to take on tough defensive assignments and he's been really good it's it's been really impressive yeah Monty Williams the other night said that it's like he's like a four out there with his length and his size and he's playing point guard he's Mm -hmm. like he's really difficult player to prepare for and I mean it, it, there's so many crazy things about his season in particular that if you were to tr- predict these before the season, you would look like the biggest Homer or the biggest like right. Shea fan in the absolute world to predict that he would go from 24 and be like, well, I think he's going to average around 31 and a half points per game. Mm-hmm. Top you, five scoring in the league. <clears throat> yeah. he's av- he's. Uh, I think he leads the league in scoring since the All-Star break. I mean, if you would have said any of those things, you would if, this, have, if this would have been you on bold predictions, <coughs> I would have gotten crazy. dismantled. You're crazy. I would have gotten absolutely dismantled. No, you would have been encouraged if it's during hot take season, because we 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 encourage and so. support hotter takes. I don't they, think so. they would say too hot. Yeah. So listen, no man, way. If you said Shea thirty, if I should said Shea thirty one points per game, if you shit Shea thirty if, points per game, <laughs> if I would have said that, though. If I would have said that. No, if I would have said, like, All-NBA, first team, All-Star game, 31 points per game, you would have been like, like, stop. Like, what are you no. doing right and now? And that we win, like, you know, we're going to end up winning, like, 40 games. Yeah, and, 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 like, yeah, and in March we're going to be 500. Be yeah. like, yeah, what's wrong with you? Yeah. 
Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I probably would have encouraged it. Even like you just think about all the things that have happened. Like J Dub. J Dub will be the number two rookie in this class. Yeah, that would have been pretty crazy. And JJ Reddick will have multiple podcasts where he talks about how good he is. Be like, yeah. that sounds that sounds nice. Yeah. It is kind of nice to be like to have been bad the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. So now we're the smart guy team. You don't have you to get here. You don't have to be the smart guy team, but the Thunder are definitely the smart guy team. You got like yeah. John Hollinger talking about Mark Degnault and his articles. You have, um, you have the, all the J Dub stuff that's floating around. Where it's like, well, if you really look at the uh, the mm-hmm. advanced numbers, Jalen Williams might be the rookie of the year. It's like that feels good. To hear I know, that, I like you know? it. So I mean, yeah, there are a awesome. lot of NBA smart takes with this team. The way they play defense, you know, when people get into like the nuances of how they defend, it's great. When they talk about their dribble drive game, it's great. Yeah, Vecini loves this team. Vecini like hit hit me up. So Sam lives in Australia, and so like I'll get these Australia. Oh, (laughs) that's my Australian accent uh, impression. Sorry, what were you saying? I just wanted to talk about koalas. Oh, oh koalas. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, I get like these Slack messages like in the middle of the night because he lives in Australia, but he's like, I, he's like, I got to talk about this Thunder team. <laughs> he loves so, him. Yeah. Go listen to that podcast because Sam, Sam is the one who gets to talk crazy about the Thunder and not me during that one. So yeah, it's better. Go listen to it. It's it's better to hear from somebody else right, about how right. good they think your team is than like somebody who's watching them. It's day also in, day great out. because we rely. It's you know there are people out there saying like oh it's like they're the worst team in the league. They're black eye in the league, and it's like we were like bad for like two years. Yeah, yeah it wasn't no that bad. long. Like it's not, and then we're just back and we're doing good now. Yeah, Detroit gets a pass. Like Detroit's in year four, and they're. They have, they're like 15 and 50-something right now. They're really bad. Yeah. Uh, Houston has been on the same trajectory as the Thunder, and they are horrific. You know, there's other teams that have been doing this for all – actually have been doing this for a long time that don't get the same – you know, like the Thunder are missing Chet. You know, everybody's, well, you know, Detroit's missing Cade, so like whatever. Like the Thunder are missing Chet. Mm-hmm. You know, we would, and if Shea was, even if Shea was out, the Thunder would not have gotten that pass like Detroit do with Kate. No, 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 no. It would be, it, it would, it be, would be Shea needs to get out of there when yeah, he's healthy. Yeah, trade yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I mean, the Thunder are missing big pieces as well during the stretch that they played good basketball, and you know, the Thunder still are putting it together. That's like. That's why the Thunder's rebuild has been been really good. You know, it's been really fast. I mean, there's you look historically at rebuilds. Like this is a this is one that will be talked about a lot because of how quick well and they pulled it off. And how often is it that like your rookie class plus your star is the thing that pushes you? So, like, so quickly. Yeah, your rookie that was the twelfth pick. Yeah. Well, and and Jay Will too. Yeah, Jay Will's been good too. Yeah. Do you think they expected it to move this fast, or it's no. like lucky accident, or just uh, like all, all everything going their good way? Good decision making, and then it's paying off. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's they found the right guys. They have the uh, the right coach, 
and things have come together way quicker. And a lot of it, a lot of it is Shay's leap, and then it's J Dub being as productive as he is, and Giddy's leap yeah. as well. Like I don't want to discount Giddy's leap in all of this, but it's really it's those three, and then you get you got enough from your role players. But I mean, Josh, I th- I think I mentioned this Wednesday, but like Josh has been really really good this year in comparison. I mean, I brought up Shay's numbers, but he went from 12 points to 16 points this year. He went from 41% from the field to 48%. I mean, yeah, that's that is wild, 48%. Yeah, I mean, if you and again, like bold predictions before the season, if you would have said like he's going to be 16 8 and 6 shooting 48% from the field, yeah. You'd be like, "Great. Like sign me up for that." Like that's what he's doing. And like what's funny is if that's a player that's 26 or 27, yeah. You're yeah. like, "Oh, I need that player on my team." Yeah, I know. oh, we need that guy. Man, how do we get one of those guys? Is he Is he 21? He's 20. He's not even 21. No, not even 21. Can't even have yet. a beer. Can't even have a beer. He does have them though, I bet. I bet he has them. It's not allowed. You have no proof. I just bet he's not allowed. I he's just got allowed. a feeling. He'll turn 21 before the start of next season. Um, he is a lot. He can go get a Foster's though. That's the only beer he can. Do you know what why the, is that? The, what the drinking age in Australia is? Eighteen. How do you know that? You're making that up because it's like eighteen everywhere else except Ooh. here. Well, it's twenty. Well. It's twenty-five there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Josh kind of gets forgotten in some of this, and like he's been very good. He feels he's the drinking that age that... Is, is eighteen in Australia. Oh. Boom! Oh. Eat my shorts. What is all? Oh, <laughs> okay. That's what I would start my Australian accent with. But. Oh man. Okay. I guess that that was a that was Tayshon's. Tayshon's back to a bigger in mystery. Tayshon's back to a bigger in mystery. Hey. It's time for L-Man's advice, and I do not have traditional advice today, but I wanted to reach out to you guys and uh, encourage you to do something that would be really cool, um, and that is, uh, wanted just to share this with you guys, um, about, I don't know, it's almost exactly six months ago, um, I got a new niece. Yay. My brother had a baby. Um, and brother's wife had a baby. Uh, my brother, okay, my brother's wife had a baby. My brother uh, <laughs> was part of that. And um, sorry, that's not what this is about. What part? So, um, so when when my niece was born, um, after some tests and some complications, they found out that she was born with cystic fibrosis, which mm-hmm. was a really big surprise to uh, my family and and her family because. They didn't know that either of them, that that was even a possibility. Sure. And um, so they've been kind of dealing with that. And so what they are doing right now is they are, there's a walkathon that's coming up in May. Yep. And they are currently um, signing up like their team and raising some money mm-hmm. um, for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, um, which is looking to find a cure for cystic fibrosis. Um, and so... What we're going to do, I, I've talked to Andrew, and we're going to put, um, we're going to link their fundraiser, put it out on Twitter, put it out on our Instagram. Yep. And if anyone out there would, anyone that listens would donate any amount of money, it would 
be great. I, we would so, so, so appreciate it. If you do not, do not feel like you have to. But if you felt like giving a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, any, anything helps. It would be so great. I have what I've done is I've created on there. Um, you can do it and you donate to and like in the link, there'll be a thing that like, you can start your own little team within our team mm -hmm. or you can donate to a team. If you click donate to a team, I've set up one that is specifically down to dunk. Oh, cool. And so okay. you'll see down to dunk, donate to that team. Great. And um, I think it'd be great. That would yeah. be what I would tell you guys to do. If you do not want to, you do not have to, but it would mean a lot. Um, we're just trying to do our part and um, support. Um, my niece's name is Sloan, mm -hmm. and our team name is the Rolling Sloans. That's awesome, great! And name. Um, if you guys want to come out and, and support and walk and do the walkathon, you are more than welcome to join our team. Um, what we're also like selling T-shirts for it, um, which raise money for the team as well. I'll ha also have us uh, send out that link on Down to Dunk, and and uh, there's a little video that goes on with it that we'll have us send out too. So yep. I just want to tell you guys that if you guys want to help, it would be great. Um, my advice for you today is help out, if not us, someone. Yes. Wow. Yeah, we'll definitely be supporting here. DTD. We'll be at the. I'll be at the walkathon. I'll be there. We'll try. Come on. Come on yeah. out and hang out. It is in May, and we'll and we'll send the information that we'll send out for. We'll say when the event is. It is in May. Yeah. Donate. Do it. You should do it. That's good advice. It's a. It's hey, a. Thanks. It's good advice. Oh man. Uh, all right. We will be right back after this quick break. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And we're back after that quick break. And hey, we're back! <laughs> time for some Twitter questions. Twitter questions. You've got questions. 
questions and you ask them on Twitter. <laughs> now we answer them for you. This is Twitter questions. Now let's get down to it. That's great. Hey, our first Twitter question comes from at 69 and then some. Oh, my. That is my ultimate favorite that we've ever read on here. I'll never forget the first and time. And they want to know would you rather have Jalen Green or J Dub? J Dub. It's a, this is just a, a brag time for our guys, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I mean, the truth is, if you're a team that doesn't have a number one option, you will definitely lean toward Jalen Green because he's definitely a more aggressive offensive player, and he's like a, a guy that could end up being the number one option on the team. However, I don't think any team should choose Jalen Green. <laughs> I, think, like, I think literally every every team in the league should choose Jada because I think he's a legitimate building block. He's a two-way player. He's a wing that can play one through five. I mean, he's played small ball five for this team. He can shoot pass dribble. Plus, great, awesome guy. Not saying that Jalen Green's not a great, awesome guy. Don't know him at all. But I can tell you, J-Dub, great, awesome guy. I think J-Dub's going to be an all-star. I think he has a chance to be like a real star player in this league. And so does Jalen Green. No no offense to this guy. But J-Dub is an easier player to fit into every single team in the NBA. Because mm-hmm, like, he's better. Because he's a better basketball player. <laughs> He's a better basketball player. Um, well, yeah. Jalen Green isn't terrible. He's just been in a terrible environment. Yeah, but he sucks he, compared to J-Dub, though. But he's a terrible player compared to Jalen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's go on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at TT. Who wants to know how many years did getting Shea in the PG trade save us from still being in Full rebuild mode. Or maybe we would have been in the lottery in 2020 and jumped up and take maybe Baller Edwards. I want to know your thoughts. I mean, even if they had one of those guys, I don't think that they're at 500 right now because neither of those guys are as good as Shea. That's the thing. Like, look at who those guys are and then compare them to who Shea is right now. Yeah. The Paul George trade continues to be, like, the best thing ever. Yeah. I mean, right now... What they got back in that Paul George trade that's conveyed is Shea and J-Dub and Trey Mann. It's like, whoa. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, they honestly may have gotten their all-star duo from that trade. Yeah. Already. And the they could have better picks moving forward, too. Like, are we confident the Clippers are going to be a great team in two years? Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe they are, but with Paul George's injury this year. Well, how old are Paul George and Kawhi in two years? I don't know how old they are right now. Like 34. Simple addition would give me the answer. But (laughs) the injuries have piled up for them. And, you know, Paul has another injury that's going to keep him out. That injury was so weird when it happened. It was weird. Yeah, Dort, it was like awesome. Good job, like, Dort. Just like standing like with their legs crossing, and it was just like... He landed weird, and then Dort was just kind of right there. It was it was a weird play. I feel bad for Paul. Like PG's legitimately a 
great guy and hilarious a hilarious quote like a cringy hilarious quote that we need in this nba you know i'm i'm a little sad cuz i remember before the playoffs he you're in okc for his first one he was like oh y'all haven't met playoff p yet i know oh, playoff p and then he goes on to get dismantled by joe ingle dude so i during that time uh, the Levitard show made an entire like uh, skit about Playoff P, yeah, and how bad Playoff P was, and it was like a, it was like a male enhancement <laughs> advertisement. <laughs> See, this is why we don't need Paul George out of the NBA. Like yeah. he's willing to just say some wild stuff at times, yeah, and it's like very unassuming. And he's so, he's very good. He's very good. There's a reason why the Thunder got so much in the trade for him. Um, but yeah, what was the, what was the question again? Uh, how many better years, Shea or Paul Jordan? How many years did getting Shea in the PG trade save us from still being in full rebuild? Mode? Two years, I would say. I was going to go with four, just because you get these rookies, and it's it, like it, it takes could, a long time. It's basically for been those two guys. years. Like this is year three, and like they're making their arrival into the NBA. But yeah, it's 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 it could be up to four, honestly, because I think the average rebuild takes like five to six years to actually get up off the ground. And you have to cycle through a couple of players before you find the guys that I mean for real. I mean, on. you think about Milwaukee. Milwaukee had to I mean, they had like Jabari Parker and Brandon mm-hmm. Jennings and like these eras where you like thought that things had happened and then they continue to crash and burn and then they finally get Giannis. And the players that you thought would be around him, I mean, that you thought at the time was going to be Giannis and Jabari Parker, and that during Giannis's rookie season, like, oh, Jabari will probably be the best player, and then maybe Giannis can be their second best player. And it's like, no, like you have a generational player mm-hmm. that's on your team that was drafted at 15, and Jabari Parker is gone. And after you know? having two years of our rebuild, I don't think we had six years within us. Like as a <laughs> no, that's like true. I think it would have been really, really bad. It would have been tough. It some of it would have do, like if they did get Lamelo or Anthony Edwards. I don't think it would have been in six years total. I think it could have been like it could have been four though, you know. And then like you get somebody really good in this draft, and then you have if things just kind of go as they went. And you also just don't know how like how does the lottery go the next year? Like do they land it? One or two? Do they get Evan Mobley? And I mean, every I mean, every little decision changes everything. Mm-hmm. So like, it, it, they could have been starting with Lamelo and Evan Mobley, you know. And then if you had J Dub to that, like that's probably a pretty good team. Yeah, you know. So there are other paths that could have been taken mm-hmm. to get them to a better place than they are now. But I don't think that you would trade the place they're in today for. Any other rebuilding situation, for sure. I mean, to start to be basically three years into your rebuild and have Shea, Giddy, J Dub, Chet. It's like, yeah. Is there a, is there another young team that you would want to trade places with right now? Maybe that's that's another Twitter question. Twitter question from Matt Andrew K. Schlecht. Is there another rebuilding team or another young team, including teams like Memphis, that you would want to trade places with? I don't think well definitely not Memphis. I know right Memphis now. is ma- Memphis <laughs> like, is Memphis would have been the answer probably preseason. Right. And even like two months ago. Yeah. And now it's 
I mean, the jaw stuff. St- I mean, he. I don't want to. That say that just would hurt so bad as a fan to be like. If that was Shay, yeah, right. doing those things, I'd be the, so scared. And then, you know, Kelly Eco did a piece with T. Morant that went up yesterday, the day before, and you read it, and you're like, I'm, I don't know if I feel better mm-hmm. <laughs> about Jaw after reading that. Um, yeah, it that situation. I mean, they've Triple J is very good. You know, Desmond Bain is really good. Santi Aldama's had a good season. But still, like, I don't I think... I mean, that team is really good. Talent-wise, it's like, yeah, that... Talent-wise, they're... amazing young They're a team contender. Now. But, like, I don't trust them in the playoffs now. Yeah. Like, there's no way. Also, Dylan Brooks is just way too involved in everything. Um, He's really been trying to seize this moment with no jaw, hasn't he? Dude. He has been all over, like... Uh, there would be months where I wouldn't really have to see Dylan Brooks, what? except when he's like being a jerk or something. What other role player like Dylan Brooks is like close to a household name? I know. What's up with that? He's like, this is my time. I'm gonna be in every single post game interview. I'm gonna push a cameraman. I'm gonna I'm gonna get involved here. Yeah, I'm gonna know? be in every clip. Yeah. He's like he's done a good job of pushing himself into that position though. He He's has. an enterprising man. Oh my gosh. He would drive me absolutely insane if he was on the Thunder. Yeah, that's that's my least favorite player in the league right now. Yeah, I think yeah, he's he's bottom five likable player yeah. in the league. Yeah. If not the least likable. Him or Draymond. What's redeeming about Dylan Brooks? He makes shots. <clears throat> Does he? He has been. There was a game a couple games ago. He hit a, a big three that kind of sealed the game. Yeah. I don't know, man. He's, let's see, what are his percentage? He's 39% from the field. He's like at Poku numbers in efficiency. Yeah. He's just a very demonstrative Poku. Can you imagine if Poku was this demonstrative? No way. He would never be. Sometimes I wish he was. Sometimes I wish he was. You do not wish. Sometimes, well, if but Poku, not very often. Also, if Poku acted like Dylan Brooks, Poku would not be on the Thunder. Right, I know. <laughs> Can you imagine Poku pushing a cameraman and then just staring at him, and then there's a lawsuit against no! Poku for pushing Is there someone? any player on the Thunder that you would imagine no, that would do, no, do that? No, there's no one. That's the other thing about this team, and I mentioned this on Vassini's pod, is like character is like a really big thing to the franchise, and like it really does yeah. matter. And they've, they've shown that through the players that they bring in. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at underscore CL12 underscore. Who wants to know what's the French fry shape tier list? Tots count. All right, we've done this before. I'm not huge on tots. I like the, I like the occasional tot. I'd like, you know what I like? The, I'm about to go get right now. The Chick-fil-A disc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are like good. The, the Brahms potato has disc. I don't like those. I like them. Brahms has them too. They're pretty good. I don't like but Here's them. the best. Number one. Number one. Wow. Number one, curly. Arby's. Arby's curly. Curly. That's your favorite shape. Yeah. I they are good. Curly. Plus, they're fun to look at. And they are fun you, to and look at. And you get at. a long curly. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Fun to look at. 
two. They're aesthetically <laughs> pleasing. Just aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> that is what Luke does. He goes, ooh, I'm about to have some fun, baby. He just rolls them out. He just like lets them just come out of the, the little... Yeah, you oh, organize yeah. them in length and he curliness. Just stares and just a stares. Number two, a close second is waffle. Yeah, well, the, the Chick-fil-A waffle fry is hard to beat. Yeah. And you have to say Chick-fil-A waffle specifically. Are there other waffle fries from a restaurant? I know that Carl's Jr. has waffle fries, but I've never gotten them. Mm. Can't speak to their goodness or badness. Yeah, mm. I have not. Then not number three, your classic fry. Can I would put Freddy's uh, fries right there. What the shoestring fries? Yeah, I love shoestring. I kind of like shoestring. I like shoestring. Okay, put them over that. What, what do you Sh- like? Shoe shrings. Shoe I like shoe You got to grab a lot of them at once. Like you got like you can grab yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah, you do. Oh yeah, grab a lot of shoestrings. And then number four, regular fry. Mm-hmm. What's regular fry? Just like a McDonald's like fries, McDonald's fries, like fries, Wendy's fries, fries. We're talking okay. about what about shape. crinkle? What about yeah, crinkle, crinkle cut? I'm crinkle Brahms right now. I was gonna say Brahms, crinkle cut, Brahms yeah. crinkle okay. cut bef- okay. before the regular. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'll do it. I would wow, put the Brahms crinkle cut before the shoestrings. The shoestrings. Yeah, Brahms crinkle cut. I'll give you that. Before the shoestrings. Sometimes you just wonder, like, what are these little shoestrings? What are, what are these shoestrings? You wonder. Are we that? sure they're potatoes? I don't know. It could be anything. What okay. are these little shoestrings? I will give you crinkle cut, and then regular fries five, and then beyond that, there's like more potatoy fries, like the the Chick Fil A discs, the discs, the tots, the tots. Yeah, the, the potato wedges. Yeah, yeah. Like now KFC, get, get KFC those, potato get wedges out of my yeah, face. Yeah, I can never do a wedge. out of my face. It's too much potato. Yeah, so the, the only the time sho- I'm... shoestring too little potato. Wedge too much. Shushing potato, though. The <laughs> shushing potato. <laughs> the thing about the shushing potato is you grab a bunch and yeah. then you take a big bite, and the crunch to mush is really good in there. Yeah, you know that's the thing with the wedge, though. Is like it could be mush. It's too much mush. Well, that's the that's that's also the bad thing about that's what makes waffle get into second because sometimes you get the, the the end that's all mush yeah yeah right, you don't right, want right. the end oh, yeah no terrible that one i, I cover in sauce like you wouldn't believe how much sauce is on the end yeah <laughs> don't want to throw it to my dog it is yeah that one when teddy's like at my feet begging he's getting flip it to the dog yeah because he loves it yeah you know what brahms always does well with their crinkle cut fries salt hmm. they always they're really well salted yeah yeah there's a lot Man, of places for the salt to get in the wedges. Did right, that's true. Somebody let us know. Did Brahms do something in the last three years? Something happened with Brahms because they sure. have they have like upped their game in a significant way. Yeah, I totally and agree. And you can't tell me that's not true. You can't tell me that's not true. I was just talking to a coworker about it yesterday. Actually. Wow, they have stepped up their game. It is, I mean, it's it's competing out there. It's real. It is. I I would say it's a top. It is a top three fast food place for me now. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I go often and get Reese's mixes with extra Reese's. It's so good. And you know what? No problem. And you know what? It's not hurting the wallet. No. no. It's not hurting the bank account or the weight. Or the weight because it's healthy. And like, shout out out to Andy's Frozen Custard. Used to be a sponsor of this podcast back Mm -hmm. in the day, but you go get that at Andy's and it's costing you like $12. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's not happening. I'm not doing that. No way. Every time we'll, we'll go there every once in a while, and every time we leave, I'm just like shocked. Like, yeah, it's eighteen dollars for your two ice creams. It's like, yeah, that's but, a it's, but it's very good. It is very good. You kind of poo pooed them. 
The price is insane. <laughs> the food is good. The price is too much. The price is insane. Okay. This is, yeah. 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 Too much overhead, Andy's. I get, yeah. get that price down. I guess. Yeah. You Cons. know who else has good crinkle cut? Who? Canes. Yeah. Canes. Yeah, they do. Canes is, Canes is good. Canes I also is solid every time. I feel like it's because <clears throat> you get the, but you get the, the fries and the bread. And I like it all, but it's like, that's a lot of carbs. There's a lot of carbs. You know there. what that reminds me of? I've been seeing these uh, Instagram videos of people putting pastas in um, like a bread. Like a sandwich, like a pasta sandwich. I'm like, ugh, God, what? that makes me want to throw up. I've not seen that. What is that? I just keep seeing it. I don't know. I keep like seeing the- people put like Alfredo pasta in a toasted baguette and then eating that. Mm-hmm. Like that's way too much. Carl. I don't know. I mean, like when you eat like a like a dish like that, they usually have bread with it. That's true, but there's something about eating a carb within a carb. Like you'll, so and, like, you'll, and you'll dip. You'll dip into the sauce. I'll dip, but it, mentally it feels different. You know? so, like, so like the baguette is like the ice cream cone and, right. and the pasta is the ice cream? Exactly. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't even like ice cream cones. You I put like, a slice of lasagna in between two pieces of bread? Lasagna, right. Lasagna sandwich? No, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do that either. Have you ever done that? No. Okay, I was going to say <laughs> Luke, we were gonna. Luke got really scared up. for me. <laughs> like what? We were. Yeah, gonna we have lasagna sandwiches every Tuesday. Night. I would know if you had done that. I feel like. Okay, I have one more question. Are you miffed and are you peeved? Miff, miff, miffed and peeved. I'm miffed. I have a honking zit on the side of my face. I'm sure you guys have seen it. <laughs> it's been there. It's been there for about five days. It's uh, no longer a zit anymore. It's just a wound. Yeah, it's, it is yeah. an open wound. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's been a problem for me uh, oh, for five no. days. I've done everything. I've been, uh, Kate, wife, help me out. You have all the magic stuff in here yeah. for zits. You know, tried everything. It's just one that's like, I, I don't know. I just can't. I can't get rid of it. No, no. I know. I know. I'm just so miffed. Every time I talk to someone, I kind of, you know, when you have something on your face and someone like. Is trying to look at your eyes, but then you catch them like really quickly looking. <laughs> looking like, yeah. <laughs> I keep seeing that. I'm like, dang it. I got to get this zit off my face. Uh, yeah. Zits as adults is uh, it's not cool. They're always just massive, too. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't get like a little zit anymore. It's like a pro. It's like there's really something wrong in your pore. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know? Yeah. The last one I had was I, I got it and it surfaced that morning and then. I immediately get a text from Brian Keating at Channel 5 saying, hey, can you come on TV tomorrow? <laughs> I'm like, At least yes. they put makeup on you, though. No, like, no, no. What? You gotta no. ask for the makeup. No. Yeah. Really? Could no you makeup. see it on the TV? Not really, which was good. <laughs> which was good. <laughs> but still, like... My anxiety about having a zit on my face yeah. going on TV was like... Come on! I had one. This is a. This is like the day before. Like I had to be in like in court, and like in trial, like in front of a judge all day. Mm-hmm. And I had one like on the tip of my nose. <laughs> oh like, man! Like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, just there. Oh, Couldn't do anything. No. I am preemptively miffed. I really don't want um, our government to <laughs> cancel TikTok. Oh, okay. and, oh. And cancel t- I, that could have dude, gone so many cancel directions. Student debt. I no. don't think it's good for people. <laughs> no, I don't want them to cancel TikTok. And if they do, they are taking away 
right now the social media that I like the most wow. and spend the most time on. Wow. Like I'll have so much more free time and I don't know. I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> My life would be so much more productive. It would be so. Yeah, no. I'd have time to spend with family and friends and I don't want that. Yeah. yeah. Right. You don't want the pressure. God, it's so, it's so good right now. And I'm just afraid. <laughs> no. Oh man. Uh, Thunder play the Lakers tonight in LA. It's a big one. It's a big one. Uh, we'll have another podcast for you on Monday. Um, I'm a little scared about tonight, but uh, we'll talk to you guys again on Monday. I'm ready for no more 930 games. Yeah. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.